Which classes should I study to land a job? Reader Talal asks, Single Variable Calculus, MIT. Mathematics for Computer Science, MIT. Harvard CS, 50. Intro to Algorithms, MIT. Design and Analysis of Algorithms, MIT. Leet Code Practice Problems. Are taking these courses enough if I want to land a job at a big tech company? Okay, not being a professional programmer, I'm going to dodge the specifics of Talal's question. Although anyone who does have experience here is welcome to weigh in. Instead, I'd like to use this question as a jumping off point to talk about a more abstract question. How do you reverse engineer the learning required for achieving a particular outcome? A job, passing a test, or proficiency in a particular skill? Learning basics and learning backwards. In general, I think there's two mindsets you can take for learning. Number one, you can learn up from the basics. In this case, you need to identify the basic foundational skills and concepts and work your way into the skill from there. Two, learning back from the criterion task. Here, we start with the end goal and figure out what is missing and strive to fill it. Now, both approaches have merit, but they have different strengths and weaknesses. Now, given Talal's course choices, it seems like he might not have a lot of programming experience, or he has programming experience, but little formal computer science training. In this case, there's probably a lot to learn. Becoming proficient probably won't happen overnight. In this kind of case, I think Talal's strategy of starting with some kind of foundational courses is probably not a bad one, even if it's doubtful that they would be sufficient for landing a job. Having some basic idea of how algorithms work, how computers work, and how programming works in general is probably a good idea. In contrast, if Talal already had a computer science background, taking more and more foundational classes is unlikely to meet the goal he has in mind. Instead, he needs to spend more time working backwards, figuring out what are the specific skills that are sought in programming interviews and ensuring he has the required competency. If the skills of interviewing and performing on the job are different, well, he might need to master those too. Working backwards is important because most skills are fairly specific. The payoff to additional practice diminishes rapidly when it differs considerably from the tasks you're trying to master. Spending a lot of time learning about programming in general is not going to be nearly as efficient as practicing the skill set needed to write good code and answer technical interview questions. When should you start with the basics? Starting with the basics and ignoring the specific test criteria is best when cognitive load is high. Cognitive load refers to how much you need to juggle mentally to understand a new idea. It's the reason quantum mechanics classes are hard and why you can't repeat back a sentence spoken to you in an unfamiliar language easily. Importantly, cognitive load isn't fixed for subject matter. It crucially depends on your prior experience with the subject. Familiar patterns don't use up as much mental bandwidth as unfamiliar ones. This is why learning the 10th word in a new language is so much more effortful than learning the 1010th. By the time you get to the latter, the basic patterns of pronunciation and spelling are so familiar that the word clicks. Programming, for those without a background in it, is famously high in cognitive load. Everything looks alien and arbitrary. It takes a lot of work to understand what a variable is, what functions are, how pointers work, or why anyone would bother using recursion. Some subjects are intrinsically higher in cognitive load than others. Understanding a programming design is often high load because there are many individual elements that must be understood in order to appreciate the pattern. In contrast, the specific spelling of an individual function may be low load. You just pick them up through regular use. 
The higher the cognitive load you're experiencing, the more it helps to start with the basics. Getting an introductory programming book, learning the theory and ideas, and getting lots of practice is helpful to make it feel easier. When should you start with the test? Starting with the specific requirements of the test makes more sense once the basics have been mastered. Now, there are two reasons for this. One, the knowledge needed to perform explodes beyond the basics. You can have a simple conversation with less than a thousand words in a language, but full fluency likely requires 50 times this amount. As you get deeper and deeper into infrequent words, it starts to pay off tailoring which words you learn to the situations you're likely to encounter. This is the basic pattern for all skills. The more advanced you get, the more numerous and specialized knowledge becomes. As it can take a lifetime to master a specialty, it makes more sense to work backwards from the end goal rather than just learn things at random. Number two, application of knowledge starts to dominate acquisition of knowledge. Knowing the right answer is somewhere in your head is not really enough. You need to be able to retrieve it and apply it to the specific question you face. So this, in turn, requires a lot of practice. Most people who have studied computer science would be able to say what a pointer is. But many graduates might struggle to debug a program that has an error in how a pointer is dereferenced. The issue here is that to be useful, you need to be able to retrieve knowledge in the appropriate context. That requires practice in situations that are similar to those you are likely to encounter. Fluency in complex skills depends a lot on this kind of rapid, automatic access to knowledge. And it's one reason we often make a big distinction between knowing about something and being able to perform it proficiently. Merging the strategies. In general, I try to do a bit of both when I approach learning a new project. I often start by looking at the criterion task. But if my knowledge is relatively weak, I'll use that to assess which broad topics or subjects I need to start with. Knowing that an interview might expect competence on algorithms, I'll go back and take a few classes in algorithms. But as I get further along, I spend more and more time focusing on what is needed in the specific situation I'm going to face. Practice questions that are highly similar to those on the test are the best starting point. If those aren't available, then practice that is at least as difficult and covers the same kinds of situations that you're going to face is probably helpful. Thanks for listening to this episode. More episodes like this can be found by searching for Scott Young Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on most other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating my show as it helps other people find out about it. More of my work can be found on my website at scotthyoung.com.